0: Welcome to the Retirement for Living podcast with Joe Pat Roop, president of Belmont Capital Advisors, where the goal is to protect your life savings and create income for retirement. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit belmont-capital.com. Now, the Retirement for Living podcast with Joe Pat Roop. When we're searching for the right financial advisor, there are questions that we need to ask, but sometimes We're either timid or maybe we're afraid to get too personal with you. But there are things we need to know. And I think one of those questions is, you hear the word fiduciary a lot. Joe Pat, define that for me. More importantly, are you one?
1: Uh, of course, Mark. You were definitely a fiduciary here. And I think that's a really great starting point of a question to ask whenever you're talking to a financial advisor and you should never really be afraid to ask them anything. I mean, think about this. They know some of your most intimate details about your life savings and you're going to be depending on them to have a relationship to guide you and give you the best advice going possible. So it's very, very important that the advisor you're working with is a fiduciary acting as a fiduciary and has your
0: best interests in mind at all times. What about licenses? Because you often hear about financial advisors having so many multiple licenses. Which ones do you hold? So, we hold
1: a multiple set of licenses. You know, I have my Series 6, 7, we have our Series 65, which is part of that fiduciary license. We have a few others. We also have our North Carolina life and health license so that we can offer life insurance and annuities. And then in addition to that, I also hold my long term care and Medicare supplement license so that if the client needs protection from long term care and those type of needs, we can always have those type of things covered. So it's really important that, you know, to be a true holistic planner, to be able to provide and take care of a client in all of those aspects, you want to make sure that the person you're dealing with has those appropriate licenses. Because think about this for a second, Mark. If you're dealing with a Chevy dealership, right, Mm -hmm. do you really expect him to recommend you an F-150?
0: He wants that commission on the Silverado.
1: Right. And I can't, you know, no fault in that guy. It's not a bad thing. We all know that's how it works. If you go to a Chevy store, you're probably looking for a Chevy. But think about that for a second. If we really did a true deep dive analysis maybe there's a reason that the Ford truck offers other details. It does something special that the Chevy doesn't or vice versa, but to really get true non-biased advice, that's why you need to be working with a fiduciary and that fiduciary needs to have, cause I find this all the time, a fiduciary. Yes, it's true. You're a fiduciary. You have that license, but then they don't have their, life and health license. They don't have their long-term care license. So how can they appropriately recommend that and do the right thing at all times if they're not even allowed to offer that and they're not licensed to sell that type of plan and offer that to you? So really important to make sure you ask those two questions. Are you a fiduciary? And what are the licenses you hold? And then um, here's another one that's super important. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to ask this
0: ever. How are you paid? Okay, that goes back to the I don't want to get too much into your business, but as you said a minute ago that, man, we're going to deep dive into your life. I'm going to know everything about you, so I'm going to put it out there for you as well.
1: Well, you don't have to ask the guy, hey, let me see your tax return. (laughs) But you can say, you're managing $6 million for me. I want to know what that's going to cost. I want to know where all the fees are and how are you getting paid to help and manage these assets for me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really, it's very, very simple to answer. If you feel like you're getting dodged there, uh, that would be a sign to maybe turn and run the other way. Because that should be very, very transparent, no matter what type of advisor you're working with. You wanna make sure that they're disclosing and sharing all that with you and certainly should not be afraid to ask. Even if you have an existing financial advisor and you're wondering like, I just don't know how the guy or gal gets paid. Yeah, Ask them, be very specific about that. And then ask them to show you. It's like, I've never seen that fee before. Can you show me where that comes out? Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a very good learning experience for both of you. But to really understand that is really key. Understanding where those fees are coming from. Remember in the last segment, we were talking about fees. And we give that example. If we save, you know, because it's very popular these days for folks to get charged a percent of assets. It's just a really common way for a fee-based advisors to uh, charge and get paid. And remember, if you can save a half a percentage point on a million dollars, just a half, that's $416 a month. So folks, Mm -hmm. just by asking these simple questions and understanding, you're going to learn, are you paying too much? Are you getting a fair shake? And that's, that's the most important thing is making sure you're getting a fair deal.
0: Joe Pat, would you be upset if I wanted to get references or, you know, basically find out how many clients have you had? You know, what's your history like? How many people are you serving right now?
1: You know, references, I've had a couple of people do that sometimes, and sure, we can always give those down. Just nothing we're afraid of, and we do that occasionally. But think about it, if you're asking for references, are you going to give me your worst clients or your best? Yeah. Um, so I think a better question there is to sort of deep dive in a little bit and look at, ask the person, how many clients do you work with? What are your modes of communication? How are you going to tell me I need to change something? How often are we going to meet? And And what does a meeting mean? You know, for a meeting to me, I'm a face-to-face type of guy, you know, and sure, during the pandemic and stuff, we had some Zoom meetings, but what I consider a real meeting is meeting face-to-face, printing out papers, walking you through your portfolio, doing a solid review. For some folks, a meeting is a phone call, and and that's okay, but get those clear definitions of what to expect out of that relationship with that advisor, and, uh, you know, how many phone calls a year, are you going to have Zoom meetings, are you going to have virtual meetings, or you're going to sit down face to face and what does, what does that mean? So whatever those things are for you, you just want to make sure that the answers you're getting is complementing what you're expecting and your expectations, you know, Different advisors, different people. That's why it's so important to go and kick the tires and meet with other people, and you know, get that second opinion. Find out what they're like because you don't know what you're missing until you talk to somebody else. You don't, you don't know how much you could be saving in fees until you sit down with someone like myself and say, "Let's let's just have a second look." And um, you know, are you paying too much for what you're getting?
0: Thanks for listening to the Retire Meant for Living podcast. For more on Joe Pat. To schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio show times, go to belmont-capital.com.
2: For restrictions, limitations, or penalties. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Belmont Capital Advisors Inc., North Carolina license number 100047399. Investment advisory services are offered through Fusion Capital Management, an SEC registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the Commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level